Slap it up and put it down. This is your boy, Eddie Collins. Guys, this is Justin Brown. And before we get started with this mini episode, Justin, we got a new Patreon. Oh, yes, we do. And just to let you guys know, this is the second time we're doing it because he just said some wild shit. We had to cut him off. Yeah, we have to call him <laughs> back because he was on one, man. Let's yeah. let's call him back and see if he's uh, Gus, uh, I'm sorry about, you know, the things I said in the last Yeah, week. man, that was, that was problematic as fuck, especially in this climate. You trying to get canceled? I, I went a little too far. A little too far. A little? Yeah, you a lot. A lot too far. Get it together, bro. I know you're not acting right now, but you got to get Brandon, who you have? We have Jamie Witherspoon. It's our new patriot. Jamie, you new patriot. You listen to this show, and you said to yourself, I want to be a part of this. We thank you. Thank you for your patronage. Welcome to Patreon. That's right. Thank you, man. I'm going to send your peanuts shortly. Hopefully, that'll help you with your, your blood sugar levels, because you clearly are off balance right now. Nigga, go fuck yourself. Uh, there it is, hanging up on Idris. Second time. <laughs> Second time I had to hang up on this nigga. He's so today. angry. He, he is the stereotypical angry black man. We thought Stringer Fucking Bell was Stringer all. Bell. We thought it was all ad, but no, that's really that nigga. And I just called him a nigga. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But enjoy this bonus episode, yo. There you go. It's not really a bonus. It's a regular episode, but you know you know what we talk about. <laughs> Leave a five-star review. What's happening, Patreon? Patreon.com slash media popcorn. All right, here it is. Medium popcorn, we are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins, that's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn, Woo! you haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. What is up, little biscuits and sun-dried tomatoes? It's your boy, Eddie Collins. And guys, this is Justin Brown. That's right. If you watch it on video, you can see Justin got a little crumb of crumb on his lip, like he just been sucking a, a waffle dick. Yeah. What? Well, you got some of your lip. That's all you had to say, well, Brandon. You know, I, yeah, I like to have fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that wasn't fun. <laughs> that was just weird. That wasn't uh, fun for nobody listening. <laughs> but uh, folks, we are talking about Desperado, Robert Rodriguez's second entry into the El Mariachi uh, Mexican trilogy. Um, this came out in 1995. And yep. I remember it vividly because I saw this when it came on. I think it was on HBO. And mm. I remember seeing the Selma Hayek sex scene and being like, I am definitely straight. <laughs> like, I was like, there is no doubt in my mind I am a heterosexual man and I am okay with it because Lordy, Lord, like, dude, like, for real, like, cause there was a podcast I was talking recently about the most attractive, like, actors and actresses of all time. Mm-hmm. Selma Hayek has to be in top five, hands down. I will debate anybody about that. Yeah. 90s, yeah. especially. I mean, now she's still, she's more beautiful now. I think... In the 90s, she was just fucking sexy. Like, this is like, who, mama mia. The fact that her and Antonio Banderas did not have children after this movie is bonkers because Antonio Banderas is a smoke show in this too. You know, I remember when I first saw this movie, 
I first saw something behind. I was like, who is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who is that? I need to know Mama. more about this woman. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> yeah, she is uh, beyond delicious, you know, and, and still looks uh, beyond delicious, which oh, is yeah. nuts. You know, especially she's almost 60 years old, correct? She's like 55. Yeah, she is. She's 57. 57. 57. Yeah, she's almost 60 years old and she looks the god it's so it's so bad how attractive that woman is that it's almost disgusting mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost disgusting people shouldn't be able to look that good for that long but you know and also just the fact is like there's not many movies that Selma Hayek has been in where I felt like she had she didn't have good chemistry with uh, her male counter- counterpart. And it mm. could be just because the fact is these guys are just like, yo, I want in. So, you know, so they conjure it, conjure that up. Or just the fact is like, she's just really good at working with people. Yeah. And uh, it really comes to on camera. And, uh, but like from the things I've heard about Selma Hayek, that she's, you know, actually, you know, a pleasure to work with. Yeah, I mean, she's fantastic. Uh, I think... I mean, I don't know what it's like her person. I imagine she's a pleasant person to be around. Um, I mean, listen, she she breastfed a you know a, a starving child, a random child. She's like, here, get put that titty in his mouth. She's she, no, seriously, she did. She did. She, no, she did. She was like in Africa, some like a, a third world country, something like that. I'm not that. trying to get There's creepy. This- I don't want to get creepy, but <laughs> that kid. <laughs> doesn't even know <laughs> doesn't even know no but uh, that's actually a real thing that oh, uh, apparently man. happened yeah i know she has yeah. like one or two kids and i just like just like sophia vergara's son i'm just like you lucky son of a bitch you just <laughs> well i mean let's not let's yeah. not sexualize a woman we've uh, literally you know, been doing that for the past three minutes no no but through their children <laughs> well we're, like, we could be jealous of the kids no, because that's a different kind of relationship. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be tough when you're like, when you have like a hot actor or actress for a parent, like you got to know that your friends would have fucked your parent. That's got to yeah. be tough. Like think about Melody Griffith, like Melody Griffith, who was married to Antonio Banderas for a long time, or I think they were just together. Maybe um, hmm. think about, I mean, she got a lot of plastic surgery and I, I get it because, you know, white women don't age great. And yeah. she's with Antonio Banderas. who like literally is getting but he's better looking, I think, now. Like, I think he's sexy. Again, like Selma, I think he's sexy in the 90s. But, like, the age, the grayness and stuff, he's got some age. Like, I think. He he um, he um uh, aged uh, very distinguishedly. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if you saw that nigga with a bottle of wine on, like, a like you know, a, like Italian villa or some shit, like, I don't care what, like, you know, what sexuality you are, you're probably going to want to fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I'm going to want to do, but you know, may, I can see how some people might feel that way. I, I can mean, see how some people may feel that this way. This nigga right? is literally walking around Mexico, just murdering people in cold blood. And like, you kind of yeah, like, you're just kind of like, cool. <laughs> like you're like, all right, what happened to Robert Rodriguez, by the way, what happened to gritty low budget Robert Rodriguez? Cause all the shit he does now is like shitty CGI, like sloppily put together. Like he did like the book of Boba Fett. The industry. The industry, maybe, man. I, I just well, the industry also. You also have to look at the fact is like they have the, the all the technology and everything like that. It probably is just like well, he has so many options on how he can do things, so it, it just changes, yeah. you know, how you're going to operate. I, I think you know, 
that I would I would say that's safe to say. I mean, he he was really good working with like low budgets. I remember Spy Kids being huge and like the budgets being relatively small. I mean, if you look at Spy Kids now, maybe UVA we can add that to the list, but it, those effects do not hold up now. Yeah, but, fair enough. But when they first came out, you're like, okay, cool. I think the best of the low budget movies he did after like uh, you know Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico would probably be Sin City. I think yeah. that's like just because of the way the the way he shot it, like it just it holds up. Right. Yeah. Um, green screen and all. Whereas for this, I was just like, obviously, it's very low budget. Um, I think it had a budget of uh, seven million dollars. Ended up being huge. Uh, Fifty eight million dollars. Um, yeah. But it's very, it, you know, the actors talk about how low budget it was. You know, like they use the same two stuntmen throughout the movie. Yeah. You know. You gotta do what you gotta do, baby. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta That's do. That's true. I mean, but Antonio Banderas did say that uh, there were several times that he almost got killed really? doing some of these stunts. Yeah, I mean, he said uh, in Uvius research, apparently on uh, Fresh Air, he talked about. Um, he said we were hung on a cable that was on a crane. There was not a movie crane or nothing prepared for the movie. And the guy who was, you know, a construction worker that was working on a building, a house very close, was transporting Salma first and then me from one roof to the other. The cable was supposed to be attached to a harness that we had under our, you know, costume. But it was not very precise because the guy never rehearsed it. He never did anything like this. You know, he's not a safety expert or movie professional. This is a guy who's bringing bricks on top of a roof, but not people. So for the first time, I jumped backwards. I just, the guy just dropped the cable a little bit too heavy, and I hit my head on the next building. So it was just crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 And it's like, Robert, oh, my head. And he's like, oh, I got no money. (laughs) No dinero. (laughs) I mean, I've your tango dinero. <laughs> I mean, apparently the scenes with Steve Buscemi and Cheech Marin had to be shot quickly because they could only afford Buscemi for seven days and Cheech for six. That's how exp- that's how low budget this was because Buscemi wasn't yeah. like a fucking household name in 1995. I think he just done yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I mean, but that blew him up, so it was, you know. Yeah, it's so weird that that movie, like, it's it's movies like like. I think we're possibly going to see a return resurgence of like the power of the independent film, given like everything with the strike, because when you think about like early Tarantino movies, Spike Lee movies, all these things that were jumping, uh, jumping off points for a lot of talent. I can see that coming back again. Oh no, a hundred percent. It's funny because um, it was something like I was literally just thinking about last night. It was, you know, looking at uh, castings and things like that. I feel like, you know, it is coming back because, like, you know, obviously with uh, everything going on uh, uh, right now, it's like there isn't that much content. And then things are going to have to be done on the cheap because there isn't that much money going around because so much money has been lost mm. that, like, that independent, those independent films are going to come surging in. So it's going to be great for a bunch of actors who haven't gotten their burn for such a long time to, you know, to really get, to get their foot in the business. Mind you, a lot of that money's being lost because these studios won't negotiate with. Yeah. 100%. I mean, what was it? Warner brothers had just talked about having hundreds of millions of dollars loss when all they had to do was just negotiate with fucking it's insane. Um, yeah. But so one thing that UVS research found that I was like, damn, that would have been fantastic. Rob Julia, was initially cast as the main antagonist, Bucho, but had to pull out mm. due to his declining health 
and he died two months after the film was released. He would have been fantastic. And yeah, all that all white outfit and shit, and and like being menacing towards Salma Hayek because when he was in Street Fighter and he was uh, you know, stepping up to Chun Bison, and, you know, Bison, when he was going up to Chun Li, and I was like, they're either gonna fight or they're gonna fuck. And so yeah, I get. Well, to the, I mean that that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Those are the only two options. Yeah. But the fuck, I don't think was was rather consensual. But yeah. yeah. So am I right in understanding with this Mexican trilogy that uh? Antonio Banderas' character, El Mariachi, in one, two, and three movies, the catalyst is that he's lost his wife and or children. Yes. And everyone, because in the third one, spoiler everybody, once upon a time in Mexico, Selma Hayek and their daughter gets killed. So he has a new dude to go after, who I think is played by Willem Dafoe, if memory serves. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know why. Um, oh my god! Uh, shit. What's the What's the man's name? You know what's his name? Fuck. Johnny Depp. Christopher Walken. Oh. No. Why in my head? I was just like, yeah, Christopher Walken's the, uh, the villain in one of these movies, but it's not. Is I'm thinking about the movie with the Rock, oh, where a guy shoots a gun. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the Rock. Movie. I forgot. What the, yeah, completely different movie. It's just, it's just funny to me. You're getting old. Sorry. Man. Again, no yep, <laughs> Christopher Walken. He's just—he, I mean, he'd be a pretty fun <laughs> villain in like one of these films. Random white guy. Yeah, I in mean, but Mexico. that's that's Willem Dafoe in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I remember being like, "Fair enough, this is fucking weird." Like, he, I think he's got like bronzer on and shit. Um, but that's the thing is though, Willem Dafoe will actually go for it and he'll play it straight. Fucking um, uh, Christopher Walken will will camp camp that shit up. Well, he's uh, Christopher. Whoa, whoa. I mean, he is going to be in Dune Part Two, and you can't go full Christopher Walken in that, like, because that's a very specific kind of aesthetic and world that they're building there. So yeah, but you just watch. You're going to see Christopher Walken's a Christopher Walken of that movie. We'll but see. there's just something about him that yeah, him I mean, playing a villain is just very. It, I don't know. It it, mean, it changes the dynamic, but it, it it works. I think if he, I think now people like. It, because I think there was a period like in the late 90s, early 2000s, where he was getting like a lot of weird ass roles and kind of yeah. fucking up the vibe. Whereas I think talented directors know how to utilize Christopher Walken for what he brings. Like, I still think about, um, I still think about, oh, Catch Me If You Can, which I think he got nominated for. And like, mm. it's a very like low key film that allows him to still be Christopher Walken, but he's so good as like Leonardo DiCaprio's dad, who's also yeah. a con man. I was just I just watched it on Netflix the other day. It's like still mm. still really good performance. But uh, no. anyways, Christopher Walken's not in this movie. So no, he's not. He's not. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of unknown uh, Hispanic actors. I mean, there's a young Danny Trejo who has throwing knives and shit gets lit up like a Christmas tree, which yeah, is wild he because he's in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So the continuity for these movies is all kinds of bananas. I mean, Antonio yeah, Banderas I mean, was recast as the El Mariachi, so it's all fucking nuts. Yeah, it's all over the place. And I'm pretty sure those, those the two guys that come up at the end to support him, pretty sure those are the same dudes that are recast in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Like one of them is played by uh, Enrique Iglesias. So, yeah, it's a it's a very weird. Um, I mean, even so, those two dudes, those are his brother. No, those are just his bandmates. So I think they're his bandmates, but they also, yeah, because. El Mariachi and Buco are brothers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is insane. 
<laughs> which is so crazy. It's Bucho. Bucho, it's Bucho. Bucho. It don't matter. The nigga <laughs> dead, oh. So it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, so like it was very weird. And then like they show up, get killed. <laughs> yep. Bye-bye. Well, I mean, they did. They did. Uh, they did take some people downstairs with them. I mean, oh, yeah. they have fucking grenade rocket launchers in their uh, their guitar cases. So fucking the machine dude with the rocket and launcher in his in his uh, guitar case, and when he'd shoot it, he'd throw it up on his and he and he and he kicked that leg out. Always killed me. I remember as a kid actually doing that. Like, um, uh, you know, in school we were going to band and things like that, and somebody had like you know whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. saxophone some shit like that and throwing it up and kicking that leg out like I was shooting a fucking rocket out it's like it's so it's so dumb <laughs> I mean the kickback alone should fucking propel him into an earth stratosphere right I mean not necessarily from a rocket but, launcher in a guitar case <laughs> like yeah yes but you know the how thing expensive is, it is to get that customized well yes and how does he have multiple rockets in there he doesn't have to load anything mm-hmm. that's that's crazy and then the, also the fact is of course they were going to get killed <laughs> because Antonio Banderas is running around like hiding and stuff and shooting behind stuff they are just literally standing in the middle of the road oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, like they had a death wish. Yeah, I mean but Antonio Banderas took cover all the time. Like that little kid got lit up. I mean, he survives, yeah. but the little kid with the guitar who looked like Coco. Um, <laughs> actually, Coco. That's fucked up. That's fucked up because that kid's name is Miguel. Coco's the name of the grandmother. I fucked up. I fucked How dare up. you? How dare? No, the the main character from Coco. It's okay, Brandon. Everybody knows you talk about. We black folks. You know how we do it. <laughs> But yeah, I was just like, oh, Antonio don't give a fuck. The only one he cares he cares about is Salma, which I'm like, yes, protect that lady at all costs. I understand. Yes. No, no. I mean the little kid too. He he ran him to the hospital and whatnot. He, yeah, but that's you know, after he got shot. He left his well, brothers. After he he got left shot. his bandmates, brothers, whatever, in the street. He's like, adios, hermanos. And then he grabbed the little Chico and he's like, I well, wanna help you, little boy. Well, because he was still breathing. <laughs> Them other niggas, they was were gone. <laughs> I felt like that kid was dead. I was like, oh, he, yeah, he. he I mean, he made it. He made it. He did. I mean, he gonna have a collapsed lung, and clearly he's an orphan. So I don't know what future he got in store for him. <laughs> <laughs> he just tells the legend of El Mariachi. I I feel like that kid probably comes back in Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but I don't remember that movie enough to. Yeah, to know what kind of th- I, I have, I'd have, have to watch it again. I have uh, to watch it again, sure. And Cheech Marin, as he's the bartender at this as this joint. Now he's serving people piss, right? That's what they allude no, to the Tarantino scene, or is the beer just so bad that? No, the beer is just so bad, and, and it's probably it's probably just warm, so that's why you know the whole piss. Yeah, the warm thing. beer is not great. No, yeah, not great at all. It's. <laughs> Man, I've been to some shitty bars where they like. Well, they they have the gall to be like mad at you when you're like, "Nigga, this ain't this ain't good." Like you're trying to poison me with beer. Like, <laughs> what, what you mean it's not good? <laughs> and they put fucking it's like it's warm and it doesn't it. taste like what it's supposed to taste like. And they're like, "Yeah, whatever. What else do you want then?" I'm like a bottle <laughs> or something. And then I went to one bar. Anything that's not this. I went to one bar where like I was like I I just got to leave. It was in New Orleans. Warm beer from the tap. We we sent that. We were like, no, like, give me a bottle or something then. Because we didn't trust the bar enough. Like, we were just getting started with our day. We didn't trust the bar mm. enough to do a mixed drink. So we're just like, get us a bottle or something. And then the yeah. bo- the fridge was supposedly shut down, too. And it's like, 
warm beer, warm bottle beer. And I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Like, <laughs> what's you don't have ice to just like put the stuff in? Like, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. So we were just like, no, nah, never mind, man. Yeah, I, I'm and it's not because the bartender opened up the bottles too. So you know, from bartending, like that's you got to take an L yeah. on that, unless you shady as fuck and then you just give people. You know the next or, order. No, you you just you just put it behind the bar. Yeah, exactly. You just just like, like, yeah. Order. Exactly. He's like, snap! Oh, look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin and I, folks, uh, we used to bartend these holiday parties where we were required to open the cans of uh, soda and stuff for the the people that were trying to, that clearly snuck in their own liquor and were trying to yep. mix the shit or take mm-hmm. it or just like we're struggling and needed to take some sodas home. They would get mad when we opened those cans. Like, or don't beers. open it. No, I have to open it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, guys, like, get, a, relax. <laughs> there's a corner store up the street. You can get this stuff to go home with. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure some people were filling up their bags. It's oh, okay, yeah. though. Yeah. It, it, it was for, it was actually a union party, which is uh, crazy enough. Right there. Yeah, that union yeah. was fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if I ever want to see y'all in the field. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know if like, <laughs> I was like, I'm a, I'm a little nervous. Um, but yeah, those those were some interesting times. I don't want to say they were fun times because they were incredibly stressful. And just yeah. you just saw some weird human behavior. The motherfucker with the fucking teeth. <laughs> yeah, when you when you work in the service industry, you see some very kind of trash human behavior. No, you see, you see the worst of people. You see the yeah. the worst of people is is put in front of you. You're gonna see it and experience it. Yeah, like a bartender, like a bartender, especially in Mexico, is gonna see some wild shit. Not only are you gonna probably see people get killed, but then you're gonna have the white tourists. You know, they have the little white tourists pop up in that bar oh my God. with just bloodbath on the floor. And it took them well, a minute to on. be like, "Oh, we should probably leave," which is insane. Well, um. It's also the girls that were complaining, and a dude's just like pulls up, you know, he he like shit flashes the gun. The Chi-Chi's just like, shit, I mean, should we kill these girls? <laughs> it's mm. like, yo, calm down, calm the fuck down. Yeah. But you know, it, it's also weird like that. Like you, you people got to realize that you go other places, and the rules are different. Oh yeah, yeah. And the and and the rules are so different, and the bullshit that you can get away with at home does not apply. And like they don't get that, and then they put themselves in a bad situation, much like those, uh, you know, three girls almost put themselves in. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think you learn if you're observant enough, you should know real quick if you go to an international place whether or not you need to reconsider where you're at. Like, like what I mean by it's like going to like random bars or restaurants yeah. and stuff like that. You need to be pretty quick in observing like the dynamic. Especially yeah. in places like Mexico, like you need yeah. to be very much yeah. aware of your surroundings. Yeah, you you really need to be like, ah, there's not a fuck yeah. around place. Like in Barcelona, I had to be like, all right, because of like you know, it is it is a nice city, but there are some there's some crime there, right? And so mm. I had to be very much cognizant of like the balance between white tourists and like natives. And if there's yeah. a lot of natives, and also like maybe they're not really ordering anything, you're kind of like. All right, this is weird. Like they're not getting any liquor or food. Like, no. Yeah, that's yeah. Not it's it's like, be. oh, oh, I'm just a mark. They just watching me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta, you better get up out of there. Yeah, but uh, I know like a lot of Americans go down to Mexico because it's like the the age, um, the the lack of age restrictions and shit like that. But 
Mm. Yeah, you don't want to be in this area. Mm-mm. If I yeah. see a nigga like Antonio Banderas walking down the street with a guitar case, I'm not thinking he's going to break out in song. That's for damn <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny because uh, there's a food truck in uh, Williamsburg that I always stop at, and uh, you know, you know, I get like tacos and um, uh, molitas and things like that and consume from. And um, the food truck is great, uh, mind you, uh, but. There's a, I was there the other night and I saw some guys walked up in like literal mariachi uh, outfits. Okay. Without the hats, like yeah. straight up from Desperado. And in my head, I was just like, if one of these motherfuckers kicks out the leg, <laughs> the rocket, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> it's like, you didn't get my order right? Pow. <laughs> Again, so hold on. Actually, I how to go heavy back to is that, that case? That case has to be so heavy, dude. To have oh, the, yeah, yeah, to have to the mechanisms to even shoot that thing, and it's not like you push the button. It seemed like you just lifted it up and it shoots, which is incredibly dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> what does he have to get on the train? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, I so. The thing is that, you know, you talk about with the kickback, mm. the thing that, that, that makes the kickback kind of crazy is like because he puts his leg out to the side. Right. So therefore, he's not like really bracing himself. So a rocket mm. being propelled out of there would 100 percent throw uh, throw him back. Because <laughs> yeah, right. if he's shooting a rocket, you would th- he would have to stand, you know, like kind of, you know, uh, sideways. So he ha- so he has weight uh, behind him. So that shit doesn't just fucking, you know, and just throws him on his back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was just like, I remember watching it. I was just like, what's it's like, no one's using science here. I mean, to be fair, one other dude just lifts up the suitcase and it just starts shooting bullets, which is so reckless. But again, this yeah. is just a rock em, sock em, shoot em up movie. Like it's not supposed to be, there's not supposed to be much logic to this. I mean, Antonio Banderas. Sure. I mean, when Danny Trejo comes at him with the fucking throwing knives, I mean, he should have been carved up like a pumpkin. Like, there's no reason he survived that. Yeah. And also, Danny Trejo has a bunch of knives attached to his fucking torso. It's just like, nigga, they're like, if you bend over. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's... That character, in theory, should have a lot of scars. Just from practice alone. Yeah, it's not like you become an expert without wounding yourself a few times. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I guess his fingers would be more cut up than anything other than that whole uh, oh, yeah, like uh, chest strap. You're trying to get your tricks going, like spinning shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to come up with a catchphrase for your victims. Be like, now I got stabby, the la- stabby. <laughs> I got the last slice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they're good. If I'm a hitman that come up with a catchphrase, that means I'm already off the reservation. Like, it's over for me. So nothing I say is going to make sense. You don't want to see my poker face. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing with catchphrases is, like, usually if, like, if you kill everybody and you have a catchphrase, who's there to listen to it? I think there was a movie where, like, someone had a catchphrase and someone's like, who are you talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, actually, if you think about it, uh, I guess maybe the catchphrase is for like, uh, like the one person that does survive. So you're leaving them to tell the story about the poker face bandit. 
You know, <laughs> I guess maybe. I mean, there's sometimes when characters just talk to themselves, and you're like, huh? Like, who are you talking to? Like when oh, you uh, mean like Daredevil or like no Batman and Batman Dark Knight Ri- and uh, Dark Knight Rises? Remember when Catwoman disappears on him? He's like, so mm. that's what it feels like. Like he's still talking in the Batman voice, but there's nobody around. <laughs> like he doesn't yeah. have to do that. He could just be like, oh shit. Okay, I'm Bruce Wayne. Like, <laughs> it'll be hilarious if uh, if Catwoman heard him. It's just like you talking to yourself. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so this movie is pretty straightforward. It's just a revenge plot. This guy's just yeah, trying yeah, to find yeah. the dude that killed his wife, which ends up turning out to be his brother, and his brother's part of the cartel. Um, and his brother has a mark on his back now because he can't get Antonio Banderas under control, basically. And yeah. I guess is. I guess the cartel must know that they're related then because they're kind of like, you got to kill this dude. And it probably shows, it explains why he's kind of reluctant. Like he obviously needs to kill El Mariachi, but like kind of where it's like, he's not just descending all of his fucking goons onto this nigga. I mean, he was. At a certain point. Yeah. Once he realized that Antonio Banderas wasn't, wasn't playing no games. No, no, no. But it, it seemed, he didn't know that it was his little brother at first. Because nobody knew who El Mariachi was. Mm. So yeah, because like, no one ever like, saw his face and shit. Yeah. Because he had that long ass uh, sucking hair. hair. And, and he traveled in the shadows. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah, like we, he was a perpetual shadow. We, we learn about that through Steve Buscemi's crazy ass. Yeah. That's Which a, is wild. That's such a weird looking guy. Okay. All right. And his name so, is Buscemi t- in this movie, by the way. Is it? Yeah. His character's name is listed as Buscemi. Oh my gosh. What were we going to say? All right. So, uh, Mich- uh, Mariachi, El Mariachi knows that he's his brother, right? No, yes. he wasn't aware either. El Mariachi wasn't aware of Bucho's identity until he saw his face uh, on the rooftop. That's why he didn't kill him. Yeah, because Selma Hayek's like, why didn't you kill him? Even though it's like, girl, I could have killed him at your shop, but you told me not to let bullets fly because you wanted to save some fucking books. <laughs> like, come on. They can reprint that shit. Okay, that's right. Are you man right. enough? Are you man enough to fight to burn niggas for me? For me? <laughs> uh, so, all right, so. He doesn't know that it's his older brother until he sees him off the rooftop. Then when and, and Bucho doesn't know that Mariachi is his younger brother until uh, they basically at his compound or whatever. Yeah. And then he's just like, all right, I'll let you go, but I got to kill this chick. So he's going to kill Carolina. Mm. So then uh, some high's character. And then and you. then he's. Yeah, I know. And, and, and rightfully so. Mariachi's just like, nah, bro, you got to go. So then kills him yep. and then kills the rest of his people. So that's how it goes down. But yeah. this is a wild story. How don't you not know that? Because he has flashbacks and, they, and everything. And and he sees uh, Bucho. So it's like, how did he not know that Bucho was his brother? Yeah, it doesn't make any because sense. Because in the flashbacks, he looks just like. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also, this poor actor, Joaquim uh, Del Almeida, who played uh, Bucho, typecast mm. as a motherfucker. Always a bad guy. Of course. Except in that movie, Missing. But even then, you thought he might be a bad guy. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, it's been a... I mean, get, it where, get in where you fit in, but I'm just like, bro, like, 
Don't you want the range? <laughs> Nigga, niggas want money. <laughs> they don't care. I mean, I'll play a bad guy all day. It would be hilarious if they were like, you know, El Mariachi had like terrible eyesight or something like that. Like they both had like bad eyesight, so they couldn't identify each other. Or maybe they had the Brad Pitt he, thing where you can't he wouldn't shoot very you can't well. recognize faces and shit. But that'd be too okay. like that'd be too nerd like random. It'd be like what? What's that? He's like, I can't see faces. <laughs> the face eludes me. <laughs> Dude, did you you saw Puss of Boots, The Last Wish, right? Yeah, it was actually oh, really good. So good, so fucking funny, so good. Because he's, he's insane in it. Like, Antonio Banderas. Oh, he's like, out of his fucking mind. <laughs> he's out of his mind. <laughs> Completely out of his mind. Yeah, if you haven't seen Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, it's actually fucking, uh, like, I really, really, I, I watched it with Axel. Oh, uh, okay. And I uh, put it on, and uh, it, it really dope. Okay. He went to sleep, and I kept on watching it. Yeah. I so got to see the end. You really got to make sure that Axel and, and, uh, and um, Jackson. Jackson. Why did I blank on your son's name? <laughs> uh, that they 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 continue building their bond, and that they they don't get into outs and forget what each other looks like, <laughs> and don't end up in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So one, the older brother kills at Jackson kills his younger brother's uh, wife. Like, I, I just wish we also had a little bit of like, why did he kill his wife and all of that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't have like there was nothing that told us how that whole thing went down. How did you not know that was your little brother's wife? You know, the whole thing, it, it just kind of doesn't make much sense. No, no. But at the same time, you know, as you're looking into the beautiful eyes of Salma Hayek through, throughout most of this film, none of, nothing has to make sense. No. And, and, also the, and also the very handsome Antonio Banderas. Yeah, that's the thing is you just put two sexy people to distract us from the fact that this plot it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, that's all it is, and then, and, and then give a bunch of bullets. Give us all the bullets. Yes, yes, that's that's very true. It's um, yeah, like I said, the story is not complicated at all. It's it's very straightforward. It's just you know how do we? St- I I was I was a bit surprised to see like because I hadn't seen this movie in a while. I was surprised to see that it was a little under two hours. I thought that this would be like a yeah. tight ninety something minutes. I thought it'd be so, like, same same in and out. You know that's that's what's happening, but nope, it was like. It was it was kind of involved, for for no yeah. reason. Um, apparently, according to UBS research, uh, John Leguizamo was Robert Rodriguez's second choice to portray the role of El Mariachi if Antonio Banderas turned the role down. Yeah, that would have been a mistake. Well, it's it it would have been different. It wouldn't have been as sexy. I think those two together is just sexy as fuck. It sells the poster, uh, like the poster alone sells. It's just all sex appeal. You know what I mean? Whereas John Leguizamo, yeah. a little bit too, it, 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 yeah, he he would have been almost too uh, mid nineties. I'm trying to think of like how to articulate this because mid nineties, uh, the Le- freak, the pest. I mean, the pest. Well, remember, but he that, also did Romeo and Juliet around the same time. So it's like he was doing this weird thing where he was kind of like dressing feminine, but in very masculine role. It's you know what I mean? It was like a. Mm. So it would have been it would have been just a different movie, completely different movie, if yeah. that happened. Um, but I don't. I don't think it would have been uh, uh, that well done. I, I wouldn't. I. I think this is probably one of those movies I would have skipped. I mean, you just weren't a fan of like John Leguizamo in the nineties. Well, uh, 
Well, no, he was in what Son of Sam. He was when, in the, you know that's the late nineties though. That's like when he started like getting more media roles and stuff. Like if it's around yeah, ninety eight, I think to Wang Fu when things were like people were like, oh, like, let's start giving him more than just like random shit that usually goes to white people like Luigi and Super Mario Brothers and you yeah. know um, when he was supposed to be yeah. Juliet's I uh, cousin. But also, I I don't think that where John Leguizamo was in his career at that time. I don't think that he was a believable, oh, I'm this badass action star or, or whatever. This is the kind of, because this came, uh, this came out, Desperado came out, and then there's that movie that he did with uh, Stallone or Schwarzenegger uh, where they were like two like assassins or something like that, correct? Maybe. It, 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 it wasn't Tango and Cash. Fuck. Oh fuck it! Cash. No, everyone was staying on cash. There was a there was some movie where he was um, they they were like uh, opposite um, guy. Uh, fuck, they were like uh, assassins on the opposite ends, and you know, going after each other, and then eventually they come together. At this is with John Leguizamo. No, 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 no. Is it, it's it's with another action star. Okay. It's like it's like Stallone or like it was so it was like one of those guys um, from that time. I just can't think of what the what the movie was. Why I think it up? was in. Was that and why did you bring that up? No, so like Banderas had like he was going down this road where like like he was he he could sell being uh, someone is like you know oh he's an action star he's sexy he has all of these oh, uh, things yeah. in his career. Which he could let John Leguizamo at that time in the '90s. I don't think he. I mean, he also never achieved uh, that uh, that kind of push. And I don't think that you know that was necessarily uh, the archetype that that he was going to fit. Because we also have to put into the fact that this is the '90s, and people were putting you know were like fitting into these archetypes, and like that's what you did for a while. And um, I don't think Assassins was alone. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Assassins. Which makes sense as to why he was in fucking uh, Expendables. Because I was always like, why is he in this? Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I mean, Antonio Banteras, next time we're going to see him was in Paddington in Peru, which I'm very excited about. Um, I am so not excited about that. <laughs> you, you, you salty motherfucker. Justin, break well, you, know what? No. What? you know what? No, the world isn't excited about me seeing that because mm -hmm. they know it's going to happen. All right, so let's break down the race. Let's stop calling me baby. So, guys, you know how we do it. We break hey, hey, niggas get shot every day, B. Shut up. <laughs> we we uh, rate movies back to popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit atop of it. So, Brandon, we sat down. We watched the 1995 film Desperado. Uh, Robert Rodriguez directed and and written a uh, film starring Antonio Banderas, Joaquin Del uh, Almeida, uh, Salma Hayek, Steve Buscemi, Cheech Marin, and Quentin Tarantino with a random cameo that we didn't need. What say you, sir? Okay. If I'm going just for nostalgia, this movie gets a large because it introduced me to Salma Hayek and mm -hmm. all her glory. Um, if I'm being just honest, it gets a very soft medium. Um because I think it's a little bit too long. I think it could have been a really tight, like 90 something minutes, maybe even shorter. Uh, but it did have a few things that were amusing, like the bar having the client is always wrong. Um, 
the bad guy lighting matches on a dude's face, which I was like, that's so disrespectful. Um, Antonio Banderas' line when he's at the church, and the father's like, do you want to make a confession? He's like, later, father, because where I'm going, I'll be I'll be back. I was like, damn. Like, Yeah, he's like, like, I'm going to kill some people. And then I'll, I'll do it later. Yeah, I'll confess <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, it, it's still like very um, impressive how much Robert Rodriguez was able to get done on such a small budget, you know what I mean? And so... I do appreciate that. Um, I know initially this got like an NC-17 rating because like a lot of the death scenes and stuff were like really graphic because of the mm-hmm. effects they use. But um, nonetheless, I think it's still a little bit too long. Um, and I would have liked to, to have a little bit more uh, trimming of the fat, so to speak. Justin, what about you? Um, I, I think we're kind of aligned here. Uh, if you're going off the nostalgia and such, it's a, it's a large um and, and and much like you said like i'm teetering uh between a medium and a small uh because it's it really doesn't make much sense you know it, there's a lot there's a lot of holes oh, yeah, uh yeah. that that, that need to be filled cheese baby yeah so it's like you know with that but also i did want to point out i know you said that uh raul julia was cast as uh to play bucho but he died uh he died uh what uh a few days before production began not after the movie came out he was actually cast and he was going to play it but then he died and then they had to recast him and bring the other guy to play bucho in okay. yeah it's not after he died before just going off the research um, i got he didn't yeah i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying Wait, baby where'd you read that uh, off of wikipedia though yes yeah wikipedia ain't always right bro but it's right here. Anyhow, I trust you to be um, off of the IMDb research you be doing. Shut up, buddy. Shut up. <laughs> um, but uh, with that being said, I think uh, it, it's a it's a decent film. It, it, it's a shoot 'em. It's just shoot 'em up, and like you know, but it's a sexy shoot 'em up. Yeah, you because know, we have two very attractive people in there to doing the thing. Uh, but all in all, I, I wish it did have a little bit more story. But I still think it kind of ekes into to being a medium as opposed to a small. Mm. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we did get some Patriot thoughts on Desperado. First up is from Justin Rich. He wrote, love this movie, batshit crazy with the kills, and young Selma Hayek, enough said. XL popcorn in my heart, large popcorn if we being honest. And then Kendall Scarberry mm. wrote a classic over the top at times, but very enjoyable and due for a rewatch. And remember, folks, if you sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash media popcorn, you get you were guaranteed to have your thoughts and opinions of that future movie read on that episode. So that's our mini review on Desperado, folks. Uh, remember, you can follow Desperado. me. At, you can follow me at Frodo underscore Blackens on all the social media platforms, particularly threads, Instagram. That's where I'm at most of the days. And you can follow Medium P Podcast on all social media platforms, including uh, X, formerly known as Twitter and all that shit. But uh, you can follow that, keep up with what we're doing and uh, upcoming events that we have going on. And Justin, how can people follow you as well as support the show financially? Guys, you can follow me at uh, J. Brown Did It on, on the socials. Uh, you can also support the show by going to uh, patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, and $15 packages on there. Yes, you'd love them. Uh, so please support the show on patreon.com and please leave a voicemail, 347-508-0978. That's right. If you have any uh, corrections or omissions, please call that number as well. Let us know. Uh, we we made some mistakes, which we're probably going to do. If we fuck up. Yeah, if we fuck up, let us know. Yeah. 
It is, yeah, because, you know, you know, things, sometimes they get mixed up, you know what I mean? Sometimes IMDb steers us wrong, I'm, you know? It, it happens sometimes. Because Raul okay. Julia did die in 1994, not 1995, so. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good, baby. It's all good. So, AKA, you were checking to make sure that I was wrong. <laughs> well, no, I was just like, damn, that's like a weird, that's like a weird mistake. And then it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he died in 94. Gone too soon. All right, y'all. Mm-hmm. We'll catch y'all on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Medium popcorn. We are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning.